Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we're joined by Canadian-Italian singer-songwriter Frank Moyo as we dive behind Frank's a brand new track, Bedside Love Song as well as a little bit of the road that has led Frank here because Frank himself likes to write songs in sort of a romantic trilogy sort of style. So how does he come out of a series of songs, a trilogy that he released in 2020? And how does he move into 2021's trilogy? When did these pieces, these stories begin to get crafted. What was the recording process like for them as well? We're also going to dive behind the first piece of this set of a trilogy in house in LA. We're going to dive behind some of the visual world because Frank is a big fan of the video as well. And we're also going to talk about what does the future hold? Possibly a collection of songs. Ooh, all of this. And oh, so much more in today's episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. And it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to represent the show. And now that you know who it's brought to you by, and now that you know who our guest is, it's now time that we jumped into this conversation with a Frank Moyo so that he can tell you about his music and this a bedside love song. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, Frank. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing just fine. I mean, a little toasty on my side of the country, but we... We're making it happen. We're making keeping it cool as cool as we can. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's pretty hot here as well. Where are you uh, located? Um, Cam- located in Kamloops, British Columbia. Oh, or wow, yeah, I heard you guys are going through a heat wave. Yeah, it's supposed to reach like forty-five degrees later today. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the apartment's already thirty. So. Oh my gosh, that's messed up. Ah. Do with it what you can. I had the fans rolling up until like the last minute that I came and turned everything on. So, like I said, we're keeping it cool. Nice, nice. Nice. Where are you located out of? I'm in uh, Toronto. Okay, okay. So a little toasty in TO2 then. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. Well, I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure you're keeping it cool as well as we all have to. Yeah. All right, all right. And I mean, you're keeping it cool on the music side of things as well, too, which we're here to dive into today. Are you ready to do that? I'm ready. All right, all right. So I want to lay a little bit of a foundation built into these latest tracks here. And in my research, from what I can see, uh, you like to write your songs in batches and sort of like release them as trilogies. So. Coming out of 2020, you had a trilogy that featured A Friend of Mine, Beach House, and then Another Day, which released in August of 2021. 
then the first piece of this new trilogy released in April. So coming out of that last trilogy, when did this new storyline begin to take form inside of your mind and on the paper? Um, coming out of that, those three songs, um, I mean, I think the the next batch were kind of already cooking up while I was finishing up uh, recording on uh, the previous three. So I think not uh, too long after I started penning down um, House in LA and then uh, um, Bedside Love Song. So maybe within a couple months. And uh, yeah, I just started to, uh, to write uh, some new stuff. Okay, okay. So saying, seeing how we're talking about coming out of that one piece into this new piece, you definitely do like to do quite a bit of storytelling with these music, with these trilogies as well. So what would you say the energy captured? How does it differ between last year's trilogy to these new tracks here? Uh, definitely last year, um, with friend of mine, there was a, a more of a, um, like, a, not really, a, a, like, a, a, yeah, I could say abstract feel, uh, with friend of mine where it was just, uh, it was basically the song wasn't really directed toward anything in particular. And it was more, um, directed to my own situation, uh, living on my own and going through the, uh, uh, going through the cycles of, of, you know, mid twenties. Um, but, uh, definitely the, the sound changed a bit, it got a little bit more jazzy, a little bit more R and B ish, um, acoustic, uh, with, uh, the new songs that have been coming out, uh, the past month or so. Okay. So not just in terms of story too, but you've also sort of delved a little bit more into other realms other genres of music exactly yeah okay okay was that just the natural progression where your mind was pulling you was there influences that had you sort of wanting to chase that sound what was the feeling there i keep uh i keep fighting not really fighting it but it is a a kind of musical battle between uh the more country um and canadiana um bright acoustic music and also i tend to even write in the form of what uh bedside love song and house in la came out as which is what i said before uh more of an r&b kind of jazzy style um so i i find myself going between the two especially when i'm playing live uh it gives two different aspects and feels of the set but obviously within the last year or so uh, we haven't been playing many shows, if any. And, um, you know, I think I've just started to gravitate towards more of the acoustic, chill uh, kind of style of uh, writing. But hopefully once everything gets back to normal, we can uh, put, like, put out songs more like Friend of Mine and play Friend of Mine live because that song's definitely a crowd pleaser. We played it just before everything shut down at the Burdock in Toronto and definitely got a good vibe from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, a few songs to bring out to the live crowd and uh, reintroduce to them once you finally make it back to that live stage setting. Exactly. Yeah. Which hopefully should be returning soon, which once it's again, on the horizon. Yeah. You see shows getting announced all over the place. So hopefully this is a good sign. Yeah. 
All right. So we mentioned that shows got shut down too. So in terms of recording these tracks, did you have to change up your recording process like at all? Like with recording at home, were you able to get into a studio? How was did it was it a change up? It was definitely different. I mean, um, we started recording this when restrictions weren't um like really we weren't like extremely locked down. Um, but in terms of going to the studio and everything. You know, the producer was in his um, separate room and I was in my own room. And we would obviously wear masks and everything. It wasn't uh, the best experience. And a lot of the music was even recorded remotely at, in ho- at home. Uh, so it was definitely new and not what I prefer uh, because definitely the recording process plays a huge toll a, whole, a huge role on how the song is actually going to be turning out, right? And uh, in my mind, I have an image and and uh, a sound that I want the final product to be. And if the recording process uh, isn't isn't there, then I mean, it might not happen. So uh, this time it was definitely new, but I definitely do want to go back to the the old way of recording. Don't blame you at all. And like we said, hopefully uh, good signs coming. Hopefully that returns as well. So, I mean, all good things coming on the way. And I mean, lots of good vibes have been coming out. So let's dive into this new trilogy in its pieces here now that we've discussed a little bit of the leading to it. So, like we mentioned, this kicked off with House of L or House in LA at the beginning or at the end of April. Blah. <laughs> so take us a little bit behind the first piece of this new trilogy. What does it mean to Frank Moyo? So House in LA I was basically kind of an ode to uh, the beach and me wanting to get out of here. Um, it's got a romantic side to it as well. Uh, but um, majority of the piece was written when I was actually supposed to be going to LA for a couple of showcases and then uh, that was back last year in March, and um, basically the week before I was supposed to leave LA, just shut down. California was not letting anyone in. The borders were closed, and then I kind of just started writing, and this song popped up, and uh, obviously the theme of LA uh, came out. Um, but yeah, between a House in LA and a bunch of other songs of mine, including like Beach House that I put out last year as well. Uh, there's always that theme of uh, of the beach, which I usually associate with kind of just uh, getting away from uh, from all my problems. So, mm-hmm. and the beach also definitely has that, like you said, a very romantic vibe to it as well. So, yeah, capturing sort of that duality of both escape and being able to escape, and maybe that uh, romantic setting, a private setting. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. Well, thank you. Thank you. And very well put inside of the song. And then how do we transition here from House in L.A.? How does it connect here to Bedside Love Story? And then once again, what does uh, the Bedside Love Story sort of mean to you? Uh, So Bedside kind of just plays really well with uh, House in L.A. If you just imagine someone, it could go from... One of two ways you can imagine it as a romantic song between two partners, um, obviously coming out from that house in LA kind of vibe. 
Um, or it could be a song that you can associate with angst and uh, loneliness. So it can actually play on both uh, sides of the emotions, uh, both um, uh, high love emotions and also not very uh, high, which would be low. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, Bedside Love Song is more of um, take it as you wish. And uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Just sort of go with the vibes, right? Exactly. All right. Just sort of like. I mean, it's very self, yeah, self-explanatory, but in the uh, in the lyrics as well. It's up to you, the listener, um, to take what you want from the lyrics and make your own story from it, right? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody takes their own interpretation of a song, and maybe it reminds them of something of their past, a memory, or makes them think of an image inside of their mind, whatever it happens to be. That's part of the beauty of music. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. All right. So in my research, I saw that you're a pretty big fan of the uh, visual, the film world as well. And there was a video for House in L.A. Do we have more music videos maybe coming our way in the future? Yes. um, House in L.A. was put together... um kind of uh, abruptly the uh, music video but it turned out amazingly with uh my photographer and videographer erica chiara she's also um based out of toronto um and i kind of just always know to trust her with anything visual because she has an amazing eye um in terms of something new i i really would like to put out a music video for bedside love song and uh, I think we are in the works. Um, hopefully, it would be coming out at the end of the month of next month, which would be July. Um, but nothing really uh, concrete right now. But it's definitely on the list to do before I put out any other music. Okay. So it all, once again, sort of depends on when things open, what's available exactly, to be yeah. done. Okay. Because the last song was more just myself, right? There wasn't. Uh, any big production in it and then like the next video i'd like to get some more people and some more uh perspectives involved Mm -hmm. tell a little bit more of a story there exactly okay awesome i love it i love it and of course we've mentioned that two songs have been released which means there's probably a third coming our way in the future so without giving away too many secrets what does the future hold here for frank moyo the future um, is always a beautiful thing because um, for me personally, I have so many songs that I have actually recorded um, between the, the last year and I am um, debating on whether to release um, an EP or an album. I might, I might eventually put out an album because the music is just there's a plethora of music and I'm kind of just tired of holding everything on a shelf right and I just want to put it out there and get everyone's uh attention I want people to hear what I've been working on and what where my passion is so uh the next song it could either be a single or it could be an album we don't know yet so uh but there is definitely that third song that was part of the past two um so uh yeah i mean it's also a love song 
Is the classic Frank Moyo is exactly. I mean, it's uh, seems to be where the bar is, which you seem to make you do amazing work with it. So I don't, I, I, I'm not gonna argue. Thank you so much. Mm. Awesome. So you mentioned that uh, an album, so lots of songs on the back of burner, and of course, in today's industry, a lot of people release inside of that single format and maybe that leads to exactly that where maybe you end up with a backlog of songs that maybe by the time you end up releasing them they don't really mean the same thing that they did when you wrote them exactly yeah you have a great point there i mean uh in terms of singles that's like what you just said is basically the norm today a bunch of people are putting out singles and then you know back in the day back Pre, I nah, actually even before COVID happened, people were starting to get jump on that bandwagon of putting train uh, singles out and everything. It also attests to the fact that not many people are even bothering with albums anymore, right? They just want that one single and they want to move forward. But I kind of, I kind of think that uh, now that I solidified myself a little bit more in the scene. Uh, with these singles, I think I'm ready to put out a, a bigger work um, that showcases uh, a lot uh, more of who I am as a songwriter and a musician. So um, definitely with the other music that I have recorded, it, it is uh, genre crossing as well as theme crossing. Um, and uh, I want people to see uh, what I'm all about. Because I haven't put out a major work since uh, Waves, so that's been about five, five or six years now. It was the last time I put an EP out. It's all been singles. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit of time in between, and like you, we mentioned earlier, you like to explore a few different sounds. So it'd be nice for everybody to be able to hear that collection, that journey as you travel through it. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. I've really enjoyed this conversation so far, Frank. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? I think so. Okay. Well, we've dove into quite a bit of this growth into this new trilogy, the potential of a new album and otherwise coming out of last year. And what I would like to know is over this last year of crafting this new package of releasing it out into the world and otherwise how has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself um it's definitely taught me that like the past year for sure has definitely taught me that um, being organized is definitely something that needs to be done and needs to be practiced in order to uh, maintain and propel your dreams. Because uh, I, I even just staying home and everything, you can it's it can get extremely easy to just get swallowed into some slow depressive hole where nothing really happens but uh you always have to find ways to to organize yourself organize your thoughts organize uh your works and uh, make sure that you're always on that path towards your ultimate goal and success so uh the older i've been getting and i feel it feels like it's i've gained 10 years the past year uh but (laughs) But uh, I've definitely realized that um, 
you've got to take care of yourself and ensure that uh, what you want is uh, is the main uh, main aim, and you've got to uh, take care of that as best you can. Absolutely, absolutely, and I thank you for sharing that wisdom with us here because that's a very important lesson for people to hear because it's it is we can just because things happened that we can't control we can get down in a funk because of that and we cannot allow it to affect our output our creativity whatever it happens to be yeah you're so right Mm -hmm. awesome all right well i want to thank you to frank moyo for joining me here today on the desert tiger podcast thank you for having me Oh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation here with Frank Amoyo as we dove behind his new trilogy, the two pieces of it that we have, House in LA and A Bedside, A Love, A Song. And you can find both of these tracks right now over on your favorite music streaming service. When you're there, hit follow. Because you know that there's at least the third part of this trilogy, maybe an album coming your way later this year. And no matter what it happens to be, you do not want to miss out. And with that, I need to give Frank a roaring DTB. Thank you for joining me here on this episode of the show. And I need to thank Carrie over at Bad Parade for setting the whole conversation up. I need to thank German at yourpodcasteditor.com for making everything sound so good. And I need to thank you, The Ambush, for tuning on in. If you've yet to join up with The Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP. You can also help the show by giving us a five-star review. You can share this episode, and you can also head on over to Desert tigermerch.com to copy yourself something to represent the show we are reloading on the large and extra large shorts very very soon for those of you who are waiting for that and with that it is now time that we say our bye-byes but not before i tell you to go and find your roar and then let it on out into the world and let them know just how powerful, how wondrous, and how beautiful you and your roar are because you are all three of these things and oh, so much more. And until next time, bye-bye, Am. The Desert Tiger Podcast.